If you're doing video marketing and you're thinking about doing memberships, there's a lot of factors to consider. So we asked Rob Balasabas to come on and tell us the top things you need to know about your membership, or you might call it a video membership. Rob, what's the number one thing? The number one thing about video memberships is that it's really three parts. Uh, some people define it different ways, but for us, it's really three things. There's your content library, on-demand content. There is your access to you as the thought leader or your thought leader team, which is typically through live streams. Um, and then also the most important part really that a lot of people miss is community. So having a community, a private gated community that's exclusive to the members where they can meet and safe, that's really the definition of a membership in our point of view. So let's break it down one by one, each of those pieces and what you really need to, to have the sort of basic fundamentals of a good membership. So let's start with that first part. Yeah, absolutely. So the content library, you know, a lot of us have streaming, you know, platforms and subscriptions to Netflix, to Disney Plus. And uh, really, this is a key important part. And this, you know, this library of content can typically be uh, exclusive content that nobody can find anywhere else, but you're inside of your membership. Uh, it could be early access type of content. It could be content that maybe is available, say, on your YouTube channel, but is really in a specific order uh, in terms of maybe a course or a masterclass. Um, and so really that on-demand piece of your membership is very vital. It's because it's something that people will tune into and uh, then consume on their own time. And so that's the, that's the first part. And uh, take a step back for a second. This is the Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Dane Golden from VidAction, and we help businesses with their YouTube ads. And the guest is Rob Balasabas from Uscreen.tv. Rob, tell us about yourself and Uscreen. Yeah, Dane, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. When you invited me, it was like, this is great. We're going to catch up. Um, yeah, really glad to be here, Dane. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, my name is Rob Balasabas. I'm head of partnerships and community at Uscreen.tv. Like Dane said, I've been here for about two years. Um, we are a video membership platform. Uh, we build uh, memberships uh, both on the web um, we have a platform for that that businesses, uh, marketers, creators can use. And then we also then build white labeled mobile and TV apps uh, to house those memberships, similar to Netflix, but specifically for our clients. And so, um, yeah, I've been here now for, like I said, two years. Before that, I was with another company that me and Dane also crossed paths at, which was TubeBuddy, and had a great time there. And also the amazing co-host here, I used to work with her, with Shelly, uh, Shelly Saves a Day. And, um, and yeah, it's just been a really fun ride, Dane, uh, just being in this industry. And so let's break it down a little bit. I'm going to take this off the rails immediately. Sure. <laughs> and ask some questions. So let's talk about what types of businesses can be helped by a membership. We, we presume that people here are doing some sort of social video, and mm -hmm. they are also probably on YouTube. But, but let's talk about it in the context of how this helps uh, market a company? Is it just people who are purely online businesses or is it some sort of other thing that people are doing? Let's, let's get a little bit of the scope here. 
Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, of course, anybody that is online, anybody that's actually on YouTube, if you see a niche that's on YouTube, it is most likely represented as well inside of our customer base. Um, and so we have a lot of folks in fitness, right? Very natural uh, sort of um, you know, adaptation of an online membership. Um, most of those fitness creators uh, that you see on YouTube uh, sometimes they'll also have an in-person studio, but then they also have an, an, a virtual or online version as well where they're teaching on demand, they have challenges online, um, they have live, uh, live uh, sessions and, and um, you know, workouts online as well, and then they have their community. Um, you know, anyone that is in e-learning, uh, teaching anything, you know, whether it's cooking, sewing, horseback riding, you know, marketing, um, that is also represented there as well. We have uh, some folks that are in the homesteading space. Justin Rhodes, which is a really uh, successful YouTuber, um, has his membership on Uscreen. And so he's all about homesteading, uh, you know, raising his own, uh, you know, food and uh, growing his own food and all that stuff um, and how he does that. Uh, he's a vlogger um, and he has his own membership uh, where his community meets and he has um, all sorts of content, which actually would probably be really good to talk about, Dane, um, the type of content that's inside there. Um, you know, folks that are teaching photography and, uh, you know, jujitsu and just all sorts of all sorts of niches. So folks generally in the educational space that want to bring in more business, create a, a stronger following and uh, more profitable through memberships. What uh, tell us, first of all, let's ask this question. Maybe no one's ever asked you. Maybe they have. How do you know when you're ready to start mm. a membership? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm, I'm going to be really honest with that question, Dane. Um, you know, memberships, let's, let's, let's take a step back. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to make money as a content creator. As you know, there's affiliate marketing, there's brand deals and sponsorships, there's courses, there's coaching. I would, and, and for each of these different types of um, revenue streams and businesses that you can set up as a creator, there's, there's sort of like a, uh, how big of an audience do you need to have, you know, especially on YouTube? So, you know, I would say affiliate marketing and probably coaching is probably more on the beginner side of things. So if you were just starting a channel, uh, you could probably right away, of course, start becoming an affiliate for different tools and programs and, and software that you use. Uh, you can be an Amazon affiliate, that sort of thing. Um, and you don't really need a big audience. You know, people will find you, you answer their question, you know, people are finding you through search. Cool. This is a great product. I like this review or I like this tutorial, this walkthrough. Um, I'm going to buy this product. I'm going to sign up for this tool. Um, and I'm going to use this person's affiliate link. I don't know them very well. Um, you know, I don't have a, a relationship with them or, or anything like that. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and, and use this because this fills my need and solves my pain point today. Um, you know, if it's coaching, right? Coaching would be probably even in the early end, you know, as long as you're showing your, um, your expertise, cool. This person, Dane, knows his way around, uh, you know, uh, video ads and YouTube ads, cool. I don't want to do that, but I see value in it. Dane seems to know what he's doing. I'm going to see if I'm going to reach out to him and see if he can coach me, or maybe he can actually provide the service to me. Um, and again, 
you don't need a big following. Um, when it comes to memberships, um, you do need that loyal following that's willing to pay you monthly for your content and to be part of your world, to be part of your community, um, and to have more closer access to you. And so I would say for us, uh, we really are looking for creators that are the best creators that we can help are the ones that already have a pretty solid following. You know, they they may have already done courses or, you know, done, uh, you know, affiliate marketing or coaching or, you know, brand deals. And now they want to create this recurring revenue for themselves. And that's really more later stage. Not, you know, you don't need a million subscribers, but you do need to understand a few things and already be a little bit further ahead than sort of a beginner creator. Well, let's talk about when you create a course versus a membership. What's the difference? Is mm -hmm. Should you master one before the other? Both at the same? Is one part of another? Could yeah. you sort of just get us some definitions and sort of what's a general best thing to do? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, we have a lot of course creators that come to us and say, hey, you know, courses are, courses have been really good for me, you know, and over the last couple of years or, or several years, um, you know, I think most people are very familiar with online courses. Um, my, a little bit of background on me, if you guys don't know, is I actually used to work at a company called Thinkific. And Thinkific is an online course uh, platform. You use it to build online courses. And so I was there for about five years. So I really know that world pretty well. Um, again, I think if somebody was starting out, yes, I would say build a course. It gives you a course. Uh, the, different, the main difference between a course and a membership is that a course is finite. There's a beginning and there's an end, right? Uh, whether it's you know a five-video course, there's five modules, five videos, or ten, or whatever it is. But there's a beginning and there's a definite end. And um, there's no commitment to you as a creator or to you as a business owner or marketer beyond that. Um, you're selling this and that's it. Here's the course. It's on demand. You can watch it. You can uh, consume it. And, um, and that's it. You know, we've done the, the, the transaction is finished. Um, with a membership, it is because of the nature of, mem of membership. It's a recurring payment. It's a subscription typically. And so now uh, you have to really be more strategic and really think through, okay, there's a membership. People are going to pay me every month. And so by the nature of that, I need to deliver value every month. And so you need to think through what's your content plan? How are you going to manage your community? Right? Um, you know, am I going to do live streams? Right. And so you really need to it's a, it's it's very different. There's pros and cons, of course. Um, the pro being one of them is the recurring revenue nature. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about, hey, am I going to sell another course next month? I don't know. Do I have to sell another course to uh, get more revenue from this customer? Right. Because I've already sold them one course. I don't have any other courses. So I have to make more courses. Um, I have to you have to typically because I know this pretty well, knowing online course world and uh, really successful creators, there's the, you know, you have to hype it up and open the cart. You have to do a webinar. You have to close the cart, you know, all of these things. And then you have to close it again. And you have to do that over and over again. It becomes really exhausting versus a membership model where everything is, you're driving traffic from your podcast, from your YouTube channel, from your Instagram reels, all to 
the membership landing page, the membership sign up, and people just join in when they're ready and they can consume your content. They can hop into the live streams, join the community. And you're really just, you're just, as long as you're delivering value, then your business is running and your revenue is scaling. As long as, you know, you, of course, you have to deliver value. So, well, let me think of this from someone who runs, let's say, a small agency or consultancy that has those chops that could be training mm -hmm. or could be having a membership. Let's say you start a YouTube channel and you're educating people about your niche. Mm -hmm. And then you so that you have some ad revenue there or maybe a sponsorship. Maybe you're knowledgeable about consulting people with software, for instance. Now... Uh, someone said, great, well, you can go on, let's say, this uh, book a call with me for a consulting fee. Now, that's the next level, but maybe there's some sort of ongoing contract that you have. Now, I could do something like that. Maybe I have some number of those people. And then I say, great, well, I've done that, but I really could expand to this uh, other people, maybe not quite as in-depth as I'm able to give to a full client relationship, mm -hmm. but I'm able to really expand who I can reach, and, but also thinking, well, these people may be sp spending 50, 100, 200, 500 a month, whatever that may be for the membership, but that that person, through building that um, maybe not quite as strong, but somewhat stronger relationship with me, that person could also be ready for a bigger client relationship with my company as we go forward. Do you see businesses doing that? Or is it more people who are like, hey, I'm a, I'm a coach and a trainer and an educator, and that's what I do. I don't do that other part. Right, right. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I guess the what we're tr discussing is where will a membership fit in the business, you know, in, in the overall sort of business layout for yeah. an entrepreneur, right. for a coach, let's say. So right. um, we have a lot of coaches that obviously have memberships using our platform. Um, what we've noticed is that it's the foundational piece of their business. So whether it's, whether it comes before or after high ticket one-on-one -on -one coaching is really, really varies. Sometimes uh, coaches will drive to the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Cool. We've done our four sessions or two weeks or, you know, 10 week session to get you from point A to point B. If you want to continue, we can. Um, this is the price. Um, if not all good, but you do, I do have this membership, which maybe it's not $1,000 a month, but maybe it's $100 a month. And it's maintenance now, right? We've, we've done the hard work, right? We've got you to a good place. Now it's maintenance. You know, let's say you're a YouTube coach. Cool. We've got your channel uh, to a point where now you have systems in place and, you know, you have a team in place. I'll help you bring an editor on and, you know, content plan is in place now. Cool. That's done. By the way, if you want, you can continue because as YouTube changes all the time, algorithms change and all these things change, rules change, you're going to want to keep up, right? Yes, of course you are. So here's my membership. It's $100 a month versus $1,000 a month working with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you're still going to get access to my content. You're still going to get access to my you know, live workshops um, remotely through live streams. And you're going to be connected with other like-minded people like yourself who are trying to grow their YouTube channel. It's like, perfect. Cool. 
And then, so that's sort of one path. Sometimes, Dane, it's the backwards way. It's they join the membership first, and then they raise their hands and say, hey, this is really good for me, but I actually wouldn't mind talking to you one-on-one -on -one maybe once or twice a month. Okay, cool. So you're still part of the membership, but you know, for another $500, $1,000 a month, then we do one-on-one -on -one calls. So um, yeah, but there is that foundation of that recurring revenue that most businesses um, are trying to reach. Okay, so let's let's sort of circle back and talk yeah. about what's in this this soup, this bucket of things. Someone is joined in a membership. What's the what's the baseline of things that people should expect uh, to put in their membership and their time commitment and how often and what types of communication with their members? What size should their membership be? Mm -hmm. How many other people should they have helping them like you need to add another person each 20 people or mm. something like that so give us a a little bit of scope for people who just don't know that yet yeah yeah that's a really good question um let me try to paint that picture so <clears throat> um as far as most creators most marketers or entrepreneurs that run memberships the ones that we've found typically have <clears throat> Three, either skills themselves or they've outsourced the skills. Um, one is the content creation side. Most of the time, the marketer or the entrepreneur keeps this part. They want to be the face. They want to be the talent. So there's the content creation side. Now, that doesn't just mean like showing up on camera and making videos. That means, you know, writing scripts, you know, uploading videos, uh, optimizing videos, all those things, scheduling live streams. So there's the creative side. Then there's typically a tech implementer. So somebody that handles all the logistics of you screen the platform, um, integrating PayPal and Stripe and all those things. Um, you know, making sure that all the integrations are set up, all the live streams are set up, all of those technical parts of the business is handled. And then there's typically a third, which is really, really important, which usually comes in later, <clears throat> but is... Once, once they have this part, sometimes the creator or the marketer or the business owner has this part, which is the sort of the COO hat. This is the business strategic side. Uh, you see a lot of creators, Dane. I know you, you know a lot of creators. A lot of creators um, are not the most business savvy. It's not a knock. It's just they're creative people. They can, they're just such creative people. And so sometimes they'll hire somebody that will take care of the business side of things so that they can just continue being creative and showing up and engaging and building the relationships with their audience. And so they'll bring that on. Now, some creators have that knack for business. You know, Chris Doe comes to mind. Um, you know, a lot of guys, Roberto Blake, you know, these guys are very business savvy. Um, and so you, usually, Dane, those are the three components that makes for a successful membership business whether the creator keeps those and wears all three hats, which is sometimes really rare, especially as you scale, um, especially on the community side, right? Community side, typically we see uh, membership site owners because they run a community. The community is very important because of the recurring nature of memberships. Um, people are let, there's a, there's a term out there that I know Dane you're familiar with, but some folks may not be, which is churn. Churn is when somebody 
cancels their subscription, cancels their membership. So when you cancel your Netflix account, uh, your your churn, you've added to the churn. The quitters. Rate. You've They're the quitters. Yeah. <laughs> the community part of it is what we've found. We found that memberships on Uscreen that have a community are almost two or three times less likely to churn uh, if their community is engaged. You're saying um, you're saying two or three times less likely. So if if um, fifth, uh, maybe um, maybe if twenty percent of your group has stayed on after three months, mm -hmm. then if you have that community element, then sixty percent of your community. I'm not. I'm just making up these numbers. Making but it up. Yeah, yeah. If that was it. <laughs> You're three yeah. times as, as, as retentive of totally. your customers. Totally, totally. And it also takes away a lot of the work in the community. The reason why is that when you have a community, uh, people get connected with each other. Like, so if me and you are in the same community, Dane, we'll connect, we'll become friends, we may do collaborations. It's hard for me now to leave this community because now I have a friend. It's just like in real life, right? You know, any sort of group, where uh, maybe you're, you know, you're, you have a workout buddy that works out with you. It's like, hey, you know what? Today, I'm going to quit the gym. No, Rob, how can you quit, man? Like, you're my guy. Like, we work out together all the time. Like, you know, uh, Dave and Sally, they're, gonna, they're, meet, they're meeting us at the gym. Um, and so it's hard for me to quit because now I have accountability, connection. Um, and so, it's so the same thing happens. And a social with, fabric. A social fabric. Yeah, it's, you know, so... So community, that's why we really drive this really hard with a lot of entrepreneurs when they're building memberships is they forget the community part because they're thinking memberships, they associate with Netflix or subscription businesses, which, you know, is, is subscription is a payment model. It's, a it's regular, not a it's business a model service, but that's right. it's different in its, in its personal connectivity. In that right. in Netflix, you're committed to sitting on your couch and watching something. <laughs> with the membership that you're talking about, you're committed to communicating with other people of similar interests. That's right. That's right. Yes, I don't get to talk to anybody else that uses Netflix or is subscribed to Netflix because it's a subscription. You know, it's not a membership. <laughs> rarely, rarely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, <laughs> So let's let's break down. Let's really dive into that that sure. part there where you say, okay, that this thing is getting people connected. You've said live stream. That can mean mm -hmm. a lot of different things. That can be a one to many. That can be I have you could call it an office hours. I don't I don't have a membership currently, so I don't know what the mm -hmm. right language is. So I'm, I need you to help me. No, it's okay. Um, but but uh, what? Is that thing? Is it? Um, is it? There's a Slack-like component or Discord-like component, and that's the sticky part that people are sending each other DMs. Is it? Do they have break break off one-on-ones um, uh, within a larger group? What are those elements, and how often should that happen, and how often should we expect people to participate? That's a really good question, Dane. Yeah, how often? Um, yeah, so within the within the community, there's typically similar to Slack and Discord. Yes, so definitely channels by topics um, is really best practice. It's really foundational for our communities having those channels and topics. Um, you have live streams again because you want to connect people. So you want to do the live streams, and typically those live streams can be anything from a workshop. Can be me 
as a thought leader, you know, you, you join my membership, awesome. Once a month, I hop on, or every two weeks, I hop on, I teach something. Um, that live stream typically can then become a on-demand video, right? Somebody misses it, they can watch the video. Um, it can be hot seats, right? It can be, hey, Dane, you're a great member. You've done some really cool things recently. Um, do you mind joining? And, and actually, let me interview you and you can share your story with the rest of the members, right? And be inspiring. Um, and so that can happen. I can bring a guest on as well. Um, the office hours is actually really cool too. Uh, we've seen those happen really well, um, where essentially like you just come in and you ask questions. I don't have anything prepared, but members can just come in. You ask me all your questions. You know, what are the, what are the hurdles blockers for you this week? Let's unblock that. Let's get that answered. Um, my favorite, which is actually what you just touched on, is sort of more of this like sort of meetup type of live stream um, or or live sessions where um, you know members just come in and it's just sort of like a cocktail hour. It's just like hanging out, uh, virtual coffee shop. Cool. Here we go. Here's a big you know. Here's thirty of us. Great. Uh, we're gonna break off into little pods of five. And everybody's going to have a chance to speak and share. Um, and you can do it a number of different ways, Dane. The ones that we actually do within our members, within our community of uh, customers is uh, we'll have a couple of questions that we want everyone to answer. You know, what's your hurdle this week? Um, and, you know, last, last, our last session was how do you, how do you, what's the best way to market your membership? Because they're all membership site owners. So what's something that, you know, work really well for you? And so people just t discuss that. Um, and so, yeah, so those are, you know, there's tons of different things. The, the, the frequency of it, that's a, that's a really good question. That answer is really dependent on the group. You know, some groups like monthly, some groups want every month. Um, the beautiful thing that I've seen as memberships grow is that ambassadors, uh, for lack of a better term, ambassadors within the group. So these are members that are very bought in. They really are, they just love your community. They're willing to support your community. They're good people. And they have sort of taken the reins to really take ownership of the community. You know, they start conversations. They may lead the live streams. They may lead the office hours, right? And that's what you want, right? A good community will have ambassadors so that you can step back and let them be the voice. So. And the ambassadors really well. are an employee, they're a friend, they're a moderator, they are someone who's what? Yeah, yeah. You, typically, they're just members. They're members that have really just enjoyed. And so uh, they're, they're, this is usually a volunteer position, or maybe they get a free membership now. Some of them can become employees if that's the route that the, uh, the entrepreneur wants to take. But um, yeah, they typically start as just a member. Um, that have shown a lot of love for the community. I know some companies, uh, like uh, Tim Schmoyer's company over time, his best employees that he brought on were people who took his courses and memberships. And so they became, over time, the most invested people and then became leaders in his business. Uh, and it, and it's you know it's so difficult to find. We're such so niche oriented in what we do today that one way of finding the best people is finding the people who are already fanatics and learning about what you're doing and in fact paying you to be trained. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, I mean it's like this is the best ambassador. They I've taught them everything they know. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, Tim's great. Now, you, 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 you mentioned offhand the number 30, but let's say mm-hmm. I have uh, 500 people in a membership. Are only yeah. 30 going to show up? It's the first 30, or do I need to have five different sh- uh, sessions throughout the week, and you yeah. just sign up for the one that works for you? And I'm just going to keep with questions. I'm not going to actually listen to the answers. So, <laughs> no, and... <laughs> And should I? How important is it to think about the time? For instance, um, do I have people in Europe? Do I have people in Asia? Are the types of folks that are focused on this more for their personal interests or their professional interests? So, if it's something that I'm teaching people about software, maybe they're learning about this on their lunch hour, and maybe I do it at 11 a.m. Pacific, which sort of makes sure that generally people can do it during the workday. Or maybe mm-hmm. if it's yoga, I want to make sure that I can do it at 9 p.m. on a Saturday, 9 a.m. on a Saturday, or 6 a.m. on a Monday. How important are those? All those different things that I said. Yeah, they're all very important. I mean, you you want you don't want to exclude anybody in your membership, right? You don't want them to feel like oh, I'm. I'm in London, so I always miss all the stuff, you know. So you want to make sure that you do include them. You want to make sure that you're talking to, you know, your members and you're surveying and you're paying attention to the data. You know, of course, everything's online. It's a platform. So there's analytics and you can see when people are logging in and all those stats. So you have to be very, very cognizant of that. Um, In terms of as your membership, your initial question, (laughs) your initial, initial question, um, in terms of the size of your membership, your community, I think it is, that's a really, really good question because you're, you know, it's a good problem to have, but if you have a membership that just continues to grow, um, it's really hard to feel, um, you know, not make them feel like they're just a number. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't want it to feel like a number. So I do feel like, yes, um, you know, you have to have this big community, this big group, you know, that's what the channels are, but it's important to find a way, depending on what platform or what tool or what model you're using, that people have their small pockets where they can come back to. So for us, actually, Dane, what we're building is um, accountability groups, right? Hmm. Um, and so these are pods, basically, of members within, right? And so um, at least I know, like, even though there's 500 people here, there's four people that I know. They're part of my crew. They're like my, my little, like, you know, table within this big, you know, cafeteria, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are the people that I know really well. Maybe we meet outside of this, you know, membership, you know, once or twice a month on a Zoom call, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the kind of thing you want to encourage because you want people to feel like they're in a big place. Although this is a big place, I feel like it's very small for me because I have my connections. So I noticed yeah. that some, some people, when they're doing memberships, they, um, they only permit, and these are people that can sign up a whole bunch of people all at the same time. Yeah. They only permit certain sign-up periods. And let me ask you, yeah. is the reason that they have this very short window is so that people can sort of have their freshman class and they feel like they're going through it together and you can say, okay, great, we're also adding a Monday live stream and that's the one you'll be in because mm-hmm. we've booked these other times during the week because we have a lot of people. Is, is anything I'm saying making sense? Yeah, it makes all, all that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the, again, different memberships, um, different combinations of 
people uh, that you attract, um, you know, kind of lends to doing different things like that. Um, I think time zones are tricky. I, you know, I know you do as well, Dane. You work with a lot of people all over the world. So time zones are tricky and live streaming is tricky, um, you know, but I think there's always a little bit window. Like, you know, for us, our team is fully remote all over the world. There's like 20 countries represented in, in inside of Uscreen um, on our team. Um, but there's always like a sliver of time where there is some overlap that makes sense. So, um in the beginning, it's a bit of testing. It's a bit of like, all right, let's try Tuesday morning and then let's try, you know, Thursday afternoon or at the end of my day here on the West Coast or, you know, but it's a bit of testing. You can't, it's hard to get away from that. And, and so um, what if, great, someone signed up and that you're great, great. It's Monday, 11 a.m. Yeah. Pacific. We're all going to do the live stream and they're like, I can't do it. I can't, <laughs> I, they have that thing. Now, yeah. are, they, are they done with the membership? Is there a way of salvaging this person? Or is it just like you have to add a different day? Or maybe we can squeeze you in? What do you, what do, you do about that? Or do they ever mention it? Or do they just quit and not say anything? That, that all really depends. I mean, as, a, as, as the uh, owner of the membership, that's a business decision you may have to make. Like, hey, you know what? My membership is growing. I seem to have a lot of people over here that are not able to join. Maybe I have to think of a second time. Uh, this is where maybe a survey. Surveys are so powerful within a membership. It's just really you have to understand your members and you have to talk to them. At the very least, a survey. Um, you know, the, the best case is you hop on a call. You know, you, hey, can I take 15 minutes, Dane? I mean, I, we've been missing you so much in all the different live streams on Monday mornings. Um, do you have 15 minutes? You tell me when you're available. Let's hop on a call. I just want to kind of understand, you know, your, your cadence and your week. Um, and maybe we can figure something out, you know. And so knowing that, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to a few other people that aren't making on the Mondays. Um, and maybe there's another time that is, like, common for everybody that's available. So um, communication is key. With memberships, these people that sign up for your membership, they're the most engaged and most invested in your business, right? You know, mm -hmm. they, they haven't just subscribed to your YouTube channel or liked some of your videos or commented. They're putting their dollars um, every month to support you in your membership. And so it's worth your time to really get to know them and understand them. So let me ask this question, and, and I, I apologize for all the <laughs> beginner questions that I No have, way. Not at all, Dane. But, okay, so I've been um, writing and rewriting a course uh, mm -hmm. uh, that has two – it's unusual in that most people deal with either YouTube organically or YouTube ads and not both. And mm -hmm. our approach is sort of a flywheel approach that, that is – that is YouTube organic, YouTube paid, and blog, YouTube organic, YouTube paid blog, and so on, right? And it is, that's our approach for helping businesses. And it's a little bit unique, and I've tested it with groups of, you know, six to ten that I have not charged. And I said, okay, here's the six weeks. And we did it every six weeks, and I continue to hone it, but I've never charged for this course. Um, I would envision that I could say, great. We're going to do this in the uscreen.tv membership, and we are going to all go through it together. Maybe you, mm -hmm. maybe you watch the pre-recorded part, and then we, then we break it down in a live stream, or we mm -hmm. do a live stream again and again, but if you want to see the pre-recorded version. And then we can spring off with certain elements. Is that 
Is that a membership? Have I, in my head, created a membership? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I think I, t- I take it um, all the way to the basics, which is uh, YouTube paid organic. Somebody that's interested in that. Um, any topic that is always changing can be turned into a membership. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be a course as well, right? Um, or it could be a course within a membership. Um because it is always changing, right? It's always changing. Mm-hmm. So there's always a there's always a natural uh, reason to, hey, this is new. Hey, here's an update. Hey, this month here we're going to talk about this, um, uh, and so that is a good foundation. It's not it's not the one question that you ask whether or not hey is this a membership. Um, the other question that you need to ask yourself is that is there a market for it? Are people gonna are, are people willing to pay for this? Is there enough value that they can't find this somewhere else? Um, not the content, Dane, um, mm-hmm. but the uh, the expertise and access to somebody that will answer their questions. So similar mm-hmm. to you know what you would do. Um, and so based on that, yes. So you know, and then you look around, right? You look around. Is there any, is there any membership around this? You know, um, around YouTube ads or paid media. Um, and you'll probably say yes. Um, and when there is the answer is yes, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That means it's a validation of your idea. Like, hey, this the validation of the market as well, the market demand. Um, and so, okay, great. There's somebody who's already doing this. You know, Rob's already doing this. Great. Okay, cool. How successful is that? You got to take a look. Um, and then how you look. You know, how do you know how successful it is? Uh, you sometimes, sometimes, and this is something that you know, a lot of, a lot of memberships or people that have digital products, they join, they mm-hmm. join the membership, they, they subscribe, they got to see uh-huh. like, Hey, what is this market research? Right? So they'll join and they'll be part of the membership. They'll go through the onboarding flow. They'll understand they'll be part of the community now. Okay, great. There's about 10,000 people here, you know, validated. Um, then the thing that you would probably want to do as well next is you would see where is there a gap? Is there is there something that's that's missing? Is there is there a complaint? Is there a common uh, pet peeve that these you know members are feeling that maybe I can fill mm-hmm. that I can do better, or maybe it's not missing, but it's just it's not as good as it could be. Oh, I wish you know I wish that. I wish that they were live streaming more. I wish that they had multiple, you know, other time zones available. You know, I wish they would talk about this more. I wish they were, um, you know, showing more graphics or whatever that is. But is there a pain point there that I could do better? You're like, okay, I, I can see there's there's a there's a there's a place there with based on my knowledge and experience and resources, I can I can provide and deliver a better product. Um, and so those are some of the thoughts that I would go through. And so some of these. Um uh, comments that I see about memberships and courses, it all uh, a ton of uh, questions come up about promoting them in a lot of ways. Most of the time, people say, "Well, you've got to create an email list, you got to create a YouTube channel, you got to, you know, do ads on Facebook or Instagram." And of course, we help businesses and creators with ads on YouTube. What mm-hmm. is the does Uscreen have a course to help yeah. people promote courses, <laughs> or how does that how does that work? How do you how does Uscreen help people get their customers, or, yeah, or what do you t- recommend? 
That, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I have my own. I have my own answer, personal answer to, to doing that well. Yeah. Uh, just being in this industry for for a few years now, um, you know, Uscreen has resources. There's our blog has a bunch of stuff there, and then there's also our own private community where we have a bunch of uh, resources and training as well. Um, and then we also refer to experts that will help you with whatever marketing channel you're trying to use. Um, my my personal, you know, sort of opinion on the best way to sell your membership or best way to sell your mm -hmm. digital product is, um, especially, um, I'm going to speak to folks that have uh, videos on social media or videos on YouTube. You have a following on YouTube, maybe you're a coach, uh, entrepreneur on YouTube, or you're a brand. Um, the best way has never been directly from YouTube to the membership, right? It's never really worked. Um, for the most part, some folks, maybe yes, you know, there's some amazing people out there that can do that really well um, and build that. Um, but typically, there's a piece in the middle where you need to nurture that relationship and really sell that first. So, um, and it's very old school. It's nothing new. It's really from YouTube to a lead magnet, an email nurture campaign, whether it's three or four or 10 emails. Um, that then leads them to uh, buying or signing up for your membership. And that's been the best way that I've seen. Um, so it's never a YouTube to sale. Sometimes, you know, that can happen, but usually that is. Now, that middle part where, you know, you're using emails, Dane, that's where the ads can come in, right? And so if, you're, if you know that that is working well, then you insert ads, right? And so you start using paid media, uh, YouTube ads, there you go. I'm sorry, so you're saying um, to you're marketing to the email subscribers that um, uh, yes. people who subscribe to that email, you're uh, also telling them, even though you know they've subscribed, by the way, I have a course. That's right, yeah, by the way, I have a course. By the okay. way, hey, by the way, here. Um, here are some resources, you know, and, and so you, there's a whole thing. We can get we can get nerdy on an email, sure. uh, email nurture sequence. But, but yeah. list you, building is a fundamental part of this. Fundamental. I, I still very much believe in list building and emails and uh, and then using ads to uh, once you figure out your uh, your campaigns and your funnel, then you you know you know that this campaign and this sequence. Uh, does really well, it converts really well, then I'm happy to spend a dollar if I can get a dollar fifty on the other end every single time, right? So, um, but that's not, th that's your space. <laughs> okay, Rob Alasavis, last question. Oh, you're right. <laughs> what was the question I should have asked, but didn't? Oh, wow, that's a really, really, really good or question. Or didn't know enough to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. Or which, Dane. or which one did I ask that I shouldn't have asked? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All your questions are great. I'm actually going to take that question for my podcast. I love that question. Um, I think uh, no, you asked how early. Um, I would say what is what is the pitfall of memberships? I would I would probably say what is the pitfall of memberships? You know, okay. What is the pitfall um, the of memberships? Rob, I want to ask you, what is the pitfall of memberships? <laughs> what is the pitfall of memberships? I think that the pitfall of memberships is that you start and and you're not ready for it. And you just, you don't, you didn't expect the work that it takes. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's, 
you know, uh, Dane, you know, we're in, the, in this industry and we see, uh, we hear passive revenue all the time. Hey, passive income, passive, you know, make money while you sleep, which is, you know, partially true because we live in an online world and people are signing up to your memberships while you sleep, but it's, it's work. You know, you get up and you have to think of your content. You have to think of your community. Um, and so, um, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the expectation, the misalignment of expectation that, hey, it's a subscription. When they sign up, it's money every single month um, with very little work. Uh, when in fact, the truth is it's a lot of work. And so, uh, you know, at Uscreen, we try to be as honest and as real with expectations as possible. And so it's really important that uh, people know that it's a lot of work, but uh, the payoff is really good. And, you know, as you build your recurring revenue uh, that you can scale, um, you know, a lot of, lot, of, lot of creators don't turn back. And Rob Balasabas, how can people find out more about you and Uscreen.tv and maybe get, get nurtured? Get nurtured. How, yeah. do you, how are you going to nurture them, Rob? Yeah, there you go. Uh, just, just head over to, uh, you already said it, Dan, Uscreen.tv. Uh, just check out our website. There's a blog. There's lots of resources there. Um, and then for me, if you want to connect with me, just find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place to connect with me there. B-A-L-A-S-A-B-A-S. That's it. That's it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Dane. Great. And I'm Dane Golden. This is the Video Marketing Podcast. You can find it on all your podcast places. And now we're doing video most of the time on my YouTube channel, VidActionTV. Or you can go to VidAction.TV. That's my services where we help you with your YouTube ads. Shelly saves the day. She's uh, on assignment today, so she wasn't here, and, and she was sad to miss it because Rob is awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> Miss uh, Shelly. So uh, thanks to Rob Balasabas, and until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video. <laughs>